Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy. We're going to continue uh, with our um, First John reading and sermon series. Uh, hoping to conclude that today, but First John chapter five is going to be read by Pastor Kenny. And as we have it on the screen behind, I was really slow last week, and so we're going to try to have it on the screen as well. And uh, Pastor Kenny, thanks so much for being with us and for reading First John chapter five today. Absolutely. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that he has born concerning his son. Whoever believes in the son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar. Because he has not believed in the testimony that God has born concerning his son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin, not leading to death, he shall ask and God will give him life. For those who commit sins that do not lead to death, there is sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is sin, but there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he who was born of God protects him and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true, and we are in him who is true. In his Son, Jesus Christ, he is the true God and eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Pastor Kenny, thank you so much for uh, reading this morning, and certainly happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Jeff. And as we uh, continue to look at um, God's Word, we just want to be encouraged that He is with us, and He will never leave us, nor will He forsake us. 
Uh, I just want to return as we concluded last week in 1 John 4, 19 through 21 and read this again to us. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have not whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. We mentioned it several times about the greatest commandment, to love God with everything you got and to love your neighbor as yourself, to love God in that same way and to love your neighbor in that same way. We're reminded of the importance of in such a time as this that we as Christians will step up and rise above. It's very intriguing or interesting to me or confounding to me or uh, just discouraging that some people, they want to just be validated or to be affirmed. They don't want to be discipled. They don't want true help and true conviction of Jesus, but they just want to be validated and say, hey, pat on the back like you're okay. God loves you. Just you're okay. But God loves us so much not to leave us where we are. Shout out to Brenda Carey. She used to tell me that all the time, that church is for people that God accepts how they are, but he loves us too much to leave us there. And so we just lift up Brenda and Dennis and pray for them, even though a little bit jealous or envious that they get to enjoy warm weather and we are uh, going into winter. But I digress. Uh, We are just so grateful that God loves us and that we can share his love for others. So we go today to 1 John chapter 5, as Pastor Kenny just read that for us. 1 John chapter 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. We know because we are part of everyone, everyone who believes. You need to believe Jesus. You need to understand what God is asking us. And that same word believe is the same word we found last week in verse First John 4 verse 16. And that's rely on, to put one's faith in, to make that deposit of faith to put in that investment in Jesus to that knows he will compound. He will uh, make it gain interest. It will come alive in us. It will be so real to us. Verse two, this is how we know that we love the children of God by loving and carrying out his commands. Uh, let's go to Matthew 5, 17 through 18. We're going to not skip around a little bit, but we want to just bring greater context as well. As the Bible was not written, you read one book, then you read the next book, and they're separate, but they all work together. Just one of the mysteries of, of the Bible. But this is Matthew 5, 17 through 18. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. This is Jesus speaking. This is where we read in verse 18. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will be will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished that everything that Jesus is referring to is his death and resurrection, his ascension to heaven, his interceding on our behalf, his being the mediator between God and man. This is when Jesus is saying that I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. 
And I am not talking about governmental law in the year of 2020 and the election that we're speaking of or that we often defer to or try to go to. I'm talking about the Old Testament law, the laws that that people said you had to do these certain things to receive the forgiveness of sins. I'm saying that Jesus is not saying with uh, a scepter that you must do these things. You must do this. And it's about your works. No. It is about grace. It's about God's forgiveness. It's about Jesus choosing to endure such pain, the scorn of the cross, that we might have life. This is what Jesus came to do, that we might know that hope. This is in carrying out the commands. It's not commands of Jesus being a dictator and saying, ah, you need to do this because I am so angry. This is Jesus saying, I came to show you the way of show you how to love Matthew 22, 37 through 39, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is how we know that we believe in Jesus because we love our neighbor as ourselves. that we love as Jesus loved us, that we understand that our sin is no greater than the sin of someone else. It's no greater or different than those that do not profess to be a Christian. Now, certainly there are different consequences to sin. There's different uh, consequences for our actions. As the Bible clears that sin, sexual sin, has a very different consequence than other sins. It's a sin against one's own body. And so sin is sin, yes, in God's eyes, but there is consequences to the sin. But Jesus says, regardless of the sinner that you are or were, regardless of the person that we look at and would want to judge, that God's love is for us and for them, and we must love God whom we have not seen as we love those who we have seen. 1 John 5, 3 through 4, in fact, this is love for God to keep his commands and his commands are not burdensome for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Even our faith. Before I jump ahead, just want to read this once more. First John 5, 3 through 4. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands. We think sometimes that, oh, it's going to be so heavy. Oh, it's going to be so hard. Oh, it's only difficult when we aren't surrendered to knowing that God has the best for us. When we are given way, we haven't thrown up our hands and say, Jesus, I commit my life to you. It's only when we say, Jesus, I commit my life to you, but I want this one piece, but this closet in my room or in my house, this one segment of who I am, I want to keep. I I am nervous or scared that you're going to take it away. And so we miss what God is saying about our identity as his. Going back to Matthew, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, Jesus says, upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Uh, Many of you are certainly aware of what a yoke is. It's when two oxen, two 
beasts of the field are working together and typically they would put an older, stronger, more mature ox with a younger, strong ox just so the younger one could learn from the older one. Just a picture of what discipleship looks like, of what mentoring looks like, of what Jesus life on life looks like, what Christians should look like as we meet with others, as we go with others. You who are mature. Restore such one that is sinning gently. Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you. Follow his commands. It's not burdensome. It's not hard because God is gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Wouldn't it be nice to find rest for your souls? This uh, word burden, it means load or cargo. Verse 30 says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This word burden is cargo. As God is putting cargo on our backs, he's telling us that we have a message to take and share. This is uh, a cargo. This is a package. We are like FedEx or UPS or whoever else you want to say, the postal workers, that they are delivering a package. And God is saying that with him, we have a message of hope and of rest and of peace that we can share with others. We don't have to come with a scepter in hand. We don't have to come strong-fisted with uh, teeth gritting. We don't have to come with saying, oh, you need to listen to me with fear. But we can come with this burden, this package, this cargo that God is placing not just on us, but in us to be lived through us so that we can share with others his tremendous, tremendous hope. Philippians 3, 17 through 21, it says, Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. What would that be like if those watching on Facebook, that those come across this message on YouTube, that those listen to the podcast, they would understand that those who attend Living Hope Wesleyan Church are not perfect, that many of those attending Living Hope Wesleyan Church have very much struggles or even resistance to accepting Jesus as Savior and Lord of their life as have not understood that their true identity comes from knowing that God loves us, that he forgives us, that he has the best for us. But there are those, a remnant, that are growing in that knowledge, in the maturity that God loves us. And as we join together in following my example, Paul writing, just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. What if we found strength in knowing that we are not alone, that there are Christians around the world that are suffering intensely, that are being martyred, killed, that are being enslaved, that are being beaten for their faith, for their admission, that they love Jesus, that they believe the Bible to be true, that they are those that are going through such difficult times. What if we would unite our hearts with them and say, this is a command that we want to follow? For as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. We eagerly can't wait to be with Jesus, not just here on earth to display him, but to be with him, who by the power 
that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. This is a command that God gives to us that we can unite with him. We can unite with other believers across this world as a body of Christ, as a family of God, that we can obey his commands, though difficult. We can believe that though we are uncertain. We can invest in the truth of Jesus. We can make that deposit into the reality of who God is. This is also in 1 John chapter 5 as we continue, verse 5. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the same word from 1 John 4.16, I apologize on the screen. I put Joy. So Joy Doan, that's a shout out to you, I guess, uh, for delivering the syrup. And uh, just a shout out to the Doans as we uh, have it that in there. But this is 1 John 4.16. Believe, rely on, to put one's faith in, to make that deposit. Are we willing to wait for that investment to take shape? Are we willing to believe that what we have put our trust in Jesus, it will not return void? What we understand is God's word. We trust, we not with, oh, I wring my hands and I hope the stock market doesn't go down today, that, oh, I want it to go up because I just purchased this new stock. But we understand that we have a great hope and assurance that it's going to take off. It's going to not be like here on earth, but it's in divine hands. It is with Jesus that that is where our hope is. We believe that what we have invested is going to take shape because we obey God's commands and we know his love for us. As we look at 1 John 5, six through way this is the one who came by water and blood jesus christ he did not come by water only that means in the flesh in the person but by water and blood that means his sacrifice and it is the spirit who testifies because the spirit is the truth for there are three that testify the spirit the water and the blood and the three are in agreement as you are just joining us, as you have subscribed to YouTube Living Hope Wesleyan Church, or maybe listening on Apple iTunes or Google Podcasts, Living Hope Wesleyan, that you are just trying to figure out, does God really love me? Does God really care what I'm going through? Who is this person, Jesus? Who is this person that you make time and take time to meet together with other believers online each week to talk about, to learn about? Is he worth Worth listening to. And yes, because the three are in agreement. And the three, God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit, they are in agreement to share with us our need for Him as Savior. We accept, verse 9, human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which He has given about His Son. So it's not just with human words. It's not just with listening to what people are saying, but it's understanding that God, through His Son Jesus, through the Bible, we can hear the testimony, the witness, the proclamation and declaration of the truth of Jesus. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made Him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. We have great opportunity if we're going to believe who Jesus 
said he is, who God said his one and only son is, and what he did for us is able to give us forgiveness and healing and freedom and hope and peace and vision and direction and insight and courage and strength and mercy that we can live with incredible joy, knowing that we do not have to endure, but we understand that we have great victory in who Jesus is. And this is the testimony God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. First John 5, 11 through 12, it's convicting and it's revealing. And so often we pray for blessings. So often we want God to do something. In this uh, week of Thanksgiving, we are just praying and anticipating God to do something amazing. What if we realize that God has already done something amazing? He's already presented himself as a living sacrifice so that we can also become living sacrifices, that we can also be grateful that he is with us, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that he interprets the groaning of our heart, that we we don't have words to say. God knows from the depths of our soul, from the deep resources of our being, that we are crying out to him as believers. We have said, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, but now I I need you to help in this desperate situation. And this is a testimony God has given us, eternal life. And this life is in his son. Turn to Jesus, reach to Jesus, cry out to Jesus, and ask Jesus to do what only he can do, a miraculous work that we need right now, whether it's the election you're still concerned about, whether it's the pandemic we find ourselves in, whether it's a family member, whether it's a job situation, whether it's a deep concern that we have no understanding We could say and read this truth, whoever has a son has life. We can inhale, but we can also exhale. We can breathe because we know that we have life. We don't have to take that second drink or click on that website or send that whatever. We don't have to cope in a way that, oh, I I just need this to get me through, but we can find hope, assurance, peace that God is at work. Even those that we are desperately praying for, Jesus is at work. That as we love and we pray and we plead for other Christians to obey God's command, we don't know when we are somebody else's answer to prayer. Shout out to Deb Brown. She used to tell me that. She used to say that sometimes as Christians we pray for God to answer, but God is saying, no, you are the answer. Show kindness. Show love. Be a witness. Open your mouth and declare that you are praying for someone, that you care about someone, that you put your hand on somebody's shoulder with gloves on or with a mask on or with that extended arm from six feet away and say that I can see that you are going through something and I just want you to know that I believe God loves you and he is with you and I will pray for you and maybe 
It means we begin praying for someone, not praying with someone, but we understand that God's presence through his spirit is already with them. So we pray and we plead that they would respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit, that they would confess their sins, that they would allow their brokenness to be wrapped up, to be bound up in the love of Jesus, that they might find true healing in the identity that only Jesus can give. That is how we can celebrate Thanksgiving. And not just the holiday, but as Christians, we can be thankful and we can be a witness, even through such a time as this, knowing that God created us to be his witness, to share his love and to obey his commands. So to obey God's commands, it's not a burden. It's not, oh, I have to it. Wow, Jesus would team up with me to carry this cargo for him so that he's making me a hero, but I want to be a hero maker because I just want to share with somebody else the love and forgiveness, the truth, the help that only God can give. Yes, we can be thankful even though we experience heartache and heartbreak. Oh God, we thank you that you love us. And we thank you that you have a plan. We thank you that when we are weak, that you can make us strong as we give up and surrender and fall deep into your arms of love. As you embrace us and wipe away our tears, as you hold us close to your chest and we can feel your heart beat that beats for us and beats for those that we love, we can find rest in you. So Jesus, we say thank you. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. As we conclude and close, maybe you've watched or heard this message for the first time, or somebody shared that with you on YouTube, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, the podcast, Living Hope Wesleyan, whatever way that we want to get the word out, or just told you verbally, or wrote it on a post-it note, or sent it by carrier pigeon, or used a ketchup packet in a restaurant just to share that God loves you. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I know what I am, a sinner. And I believe that you will forgive me of my sins. Make that deposit, that investment to rely on him and believe that you are forgiven. And maybe there's somebody that you are praying for. Know that Jesus is there working as well. And so let us continue to pray with and for one another. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, you can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you would be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.